TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Welcome to the Score North First Place Twin Show. I'm Derek Wetmore, and alongside me is my friend, my co-host, Phil Mackey. We're going to talk about Josh Donaldson, Chris Bryant, Francisco Lindor, Nolan Arenado, and Mookie wow. Betts today. Is that all? You mean like as as general humans or as 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 potential twins? Because those are some good baseball players you're it, throwing up. It is a twin show, but we are going to be talking uh, about their human decency and their qualities okay, yeah. today. Their, what would their, make their, their charitable friends. work around yeah. the, the world, really. <laughs> so a, key, a piece from Ken Rosenthal this week is what tipped me off to the idea. Um, let's start with your Josh Donaldson stuff, but I do know that before the day is done, Phil, I want to talk about some superstars that are, for some reason, trade candidates right now in Major League Baseball. I just want – before we dive into Arenado and Lindor and these guys, uh, and I know you've been all over this on this show, the, the Josh Donaldson angle, I'm just like sort of – like just pick a team. Yeah. I don't really understand what the hang-up is at this point. And it's rare to see the Twins, and I get that it's it's a, it's a new front office these last few years, and so – uh, they, they're going to do things that Terry Ryan never would have dared to do. And, well, one of those things is be in the mix for $100 million free agents. But now we're in this back and forth where the Twins are sending stuff out through the media and uh, and Donaldson's side is sending stuff out through the media and just sort of like some of the stuff I've heard behind the scenes off the record. The Twins are in it still, but very clearly being used as a pawn too and – I don't know exactly what the offers are, and I don't know exactly uh, where the three teams that are in on Donaldson rank in terms of how much money they have offered up to him. But I have heard that the Twins likely don't have the most money on the table right now, which a lot of a lot of fans are probably out there saying, "Yeah, of course they don't." The twi- the cheap poll ads. Um, but I guess I want to know: Are the Twins being used one hundred percent as a pawn, or are they being used like? 50% as a pawn, well, you know, it, the, the tax for him playing in Minnesota because he really wants to play in Atlanta, the tax is $30 million more than what the Braves are offering, and the Twins are only offering $10 million more, and that's the hang-up. And I'm just sort of spitballing this, but I, 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 I'm so confused as to why he hasn't picked a team yet, I guess. Like, so what, what's the stalemate? Just piecing things together from reading reports, uh, local and national people, and from just my own kind of digging, without without having a specific contract offer in terms of dollars and years from the Twins, we know a couple of things. So, like, let's just go through the facts here, and we'll try and draw our own conclusions. So it's been reported that the Twins don't have the best offer on the table. Our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson says that the Twins' offer is not the best. The Braves believe that they don't have the best offer. Okay? Three teams have a four-year offer, at least as of... When I compiled this research, the Braves, the Nats, and the Twins. Okay. So then the Nationals have the best offer? So okay. And if so, why are you not picking the Nationals if it's only money? But here's the here's the weird thing, okay? Because I, I think my math is adding up to the same thing you just said. It, to me, it feels like, hey, gun to the head, rank the offers. I think the Nats have the best offer. I think the Twins have a better offer than the Braves. Yes. 
But the Nats also recently just signed two infielders, including Esdrubal Cabrera. I mean, they didn't sign infielders that are like better than Josh Donaldson, but they clearly made hedge signings because they were probably told he doesn't really want to play for if he's going to stay in the National League. It's going to be with Atlanta. He's not going to just like move to a different team in the division. It's Dribble Cabrera, Howie Kendrick, Eric Thames. Like they they sort of loaded themselves up with guys who could play first and third base for them. Right now, if they were to still land Josh Donaldson, okay, sorry, as Dribble Cabrera, you're just <laughs> right. You're going to be our backup man. infielder. I'm glad we've got 26 now. Right. Uh, so so if the Nationals have been told, yeah, he's it's probably not going to work out. I mean, you're definitely still in it, and he could he could. He could still pick you. We're not going to say no to you, but he's flirting with these other two teams over here. I'd like to know how much more money do the Twins have to offer than the Braves? And and if and I'm going to make these figures up here, but let's say the Braves have a four-year $80 million offer on the table and the Twins have a four-year $90 million offer on the table. And the Twins stance in that case would be, well, we have a better offer on the table than the Braves. So we're not going to get caught up in this back and forth. If the if the Braves' offer was good enough, he would have signed there because he loves being down there, right? So clearly he wants something more from the Braves, and it's got to be money if all four teams are, or if all three teams are offering four years. Uh, so I understand if, if the Twins' stance is indeed, hey, we've got a better offer on the table than the Braves. Quit trying to goose us for more money. But if I'm on the Donaldson side, I'm probably saying, I mean, he doesn't really want to live in Minnesota. He doesn't sure. really want to play. There. He, 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 he wants to go back to the American League, and he's not out on Minnesota, but the tax, quote-unquote, for prying him away from Atlanta's four-year offer is going to be more than the, and again, I'm making this up, the $10 million gap between the sure. 80 and the 90. You're going to have to pay $110 million. And if that's the case in my winding hypothetical, I do it if I'm the Twins. If I'm getting goosed for more money, I do it if I'm the Twins. I would rather give up more money to sign Donaldson than two of your top four prospects to land like Nolan Arenado, which we'll we'll get to at some yeah, point. Yeah, of course. Too. So are, you're, you don't, just to be clear about this, you don't care if the contract looks bad four years from now. No. Yeah. It's just a hired gun, join this team, we have this money, and we'll go try to win a couple World Series. Yeah, I think they're in a spot where they can afford a bad contract if needed. But we keep this is the funny thing. We keep talking about, oh, what if it's a bad contract in four years? Okay, what if he's awesome for the next two years, and you now have the best lineup in the American League, and then I know that pitching is a problem for the Twins, and they still need to fill out their rotation, uh, both on the back end and at the top end for the next six to to or for the six to eight month run that they will ideally go on. But having his glove at third base drastically improves your pitching compared to Miguel Sano's glove at third base. Sure. There's just no comparison between the two players defensively. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just, I guess I'm I'm dying to know to what degree the Twins are a pawn versus a realistic option. And if sure. they are still a realistic option, literally just throw more money at him and yeah. see what happens. Pay the That's twins, where I'm at. Pay the Twins tax. Yeah. <laughs> you You are taxed for being the Twins. Okay, is that fair? Is that not fair? Well... It's the situation, yeah. so I guess there are two options. You can agree to overpay in your mind, or you can miss out on Josh Donaldson, which yeah. at the beginning of this conversation, Phil, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, heck, eight weeks ago, I thought, eh, Josh Donaldson's good, for sure. He's a good player, and I wanted to guard against the idea that he's the last player out there, so now we think, 
oh, it's oh, he's a game changer just because you only have one impact free agent left. But having said that and knowing, you know, my personality that I am guarding against that and I am guarding against being very like locked into the latest thing, the hottest fashion trend as I wear my Mallard Duck sweater. But actually, your studio. Mallard Duck sweater looks like the old like 1980s Philadelphia Eagles helmet. <laughs> from a from a video game with like 16 pixels. Yeah, it's Tecmo Super Bowl. So knowing that I'm guarding against that, I do think Josh Donaldson is a game changer. And, Absolutely. And so I'm not tired about of talking about this because even though we've been talking about it for weeks and since before Christmas, like I do think that in 2020 and 2021, at a minimum, Josh Donaldson meaningfully changes your win total. He does. For the Minnesota Twins. I mean, I think he, if, if you're wondering from a, from a free agent perspective, you know, what salvages your offseason for me from a free agent perspective, he's really the only guy still left out there that there's a bunch of decent free agents. I mean, like you could sign Todd Frazier to play some third base or something. The Todd or, father. Or Nick uh, Castellanos to play first base or whatever, and yeah, he's a really good hitter. But in terms of all-encompassing great players that would save your offseason and make it a wild success, I think Josh Donaldson does that for you. Let's rank the four superstars on the trade blocks next, but first I want to hear taped film talking about Federated Mutual Insurance. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. All right. Thank you, Phil. Welcome back, Phil. Welcome back, listeners. And uh, we're going to do this this segment. Are you ready to play a game? Is this okay? It's a Friday that we're taping this. Is this okay Are to play a game? Are we bringing back Game Show Friday right now? Is that what's happening? <laughs> sort of accidentally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not really a show. We're going to play Steal the Loot on Derek's cell phone, actually. <laughs> 612. You ever play Block Dude on your graphing calculator? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that seems like something you would play, though. Well, that that joke hit a flat <laughs> brick wall. Um, I, I did try to spell words on my calculators. Like you could spell like "hello." You know, if you type numbers upside, you type the numbers and then you hold it upside down. Yeah, you know I know. I yeah, sure. okay. know where you're going with you this. Used to so do that all the time. Cut you off and start talking about all baseball right. again. Um, four superstars in Major League Baseball, Phil, are reportedly still on the trading block now. We've talked in the past on this show, going all the way back to the days of the Touch 'Em All podcast, how the trading block in air quotes is kind of a weird concept. It's like, what is it? Just like a marketplace, or you set guys up on the counter with a price tag, <laughs> and then not not necessarily the highest bidder, but just a bidder comes and picks him up. And having said that, and it's just like a crazy construct of our imaginations. Chris Bryant, Francisco Lindor, Nolan Arenado, and Mookie Betts all are reportedly being talked about as potential trade targets, according to a report from Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic. So the game, Phil, it's pretty simple. We're just going to rank them. Okay. So, uh, and give, give us the contracts again, just because that matters. It's important. Now, we'd all agree that all of them are star players. Um, but, you know, if you got a guy for one year, like Mookie Betts, he's still a great player, but he's maybe not as valuable of a trade acquisition as somebody like a... Uh, well, Lindor, who's got two years of arbitration before free agency. So we can go through them one by one, whatever, and talk this through. But Chris Bryant, 
just settled in arbitration, according to reports on Twitter.com, for $18.6 million. Now, he's also involved in the grievance that if if the whatever arbiter rules in his favor, he's going to be a free agent after this season. And yeah, if, when are we going to know if he's a super two or not? That's basically what we're arguing, like, right? Like, well, no, he's so he's a super two guy. But if he is granted a sixth year of service time, he'll become a free agent. And if not, he'll have another year of arbitration after this one. We should Call light it. this whole system on fire. Totally. ASAP, by the way. Totally. It's not fan-friendly enough, to. It's not like two guys sitting at a bar-friendly. It's just right. ridiculous. Yeah, it's not helping Major League Baseball other than to keep costs down somewhat artificially. So, anyways, Chris Bryant, if you want to say he'll make $24 million next year in arbitration, I won't fight you on that. Let's just say so 18 and a half and 24 for two years, with the possibility, by the way, that he's gone after this year. I'll rapid fire through these other ones. Lindor just settled for 17.5, according to reports. Next year, he'd probably make something like 24, 25 if he's a superstar again. Call it 2 and 44. Nolan Arenado signed a seven year, 200 and was it $60 million contract yeah. last offseason, but he has an opt out in there after 2021. And then Mookie Betts, as I mentioned, reports say he agreed to arbitration, setting a new one year record for an arbitration eligible player. $27 million. Tell me which of these four, Phil, on these trusty note cards All right. you would want for the Minnesota Twins. I will rank them. I will rank them from four down to one. First of all, I'd take them all, okay? They're all amazing <laughs> baseball players. Uh, but in terms of value, what you might have to give up, Mookie Betts would cost you the least in terms of prospects, but I don't want to – I don't. I don't – if I'm going to trade any sort of top – because you're still going to have to trade probably a top ten prospect to get a Mookie Betts. Oh, yeah, probably more. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm talking about trading some of my blue chip young players in my minor league system, I need more than just one year of an outfielder, uh, and I don't I don't feel like outfield is an extreme place of need for the Twins right now because a lot of the guys that they have coming up through the system are outfielders too. Again, Mookie Betts is amazing, but when compared to these other players and the value you might get, I would rank him fourth. I would rank Chris Bryant third because. The price is intriguing. He's cheaper than Nolan Arenado. But I just think Nolan Arenado is a far better overall player than Chris Bryant. And if I can get Nolan Arenado uh, for the next two years and maybe five years in the middle of his prime, and I get a generationally great defensive player at third base, which helps my pitching, and I get 35 home runs locked in automatically, um, I would go Bryant three, Arenado two, and Francisco Lindor easily number one on my list. Sure, not necessarily easily the best player. I think Arenado is right there too, but Francisco Lindor is two years forty four million dollars, and Arenado is two years seventy million dollars. So I get, let's say, close to an equal player. I can plug him in at shortstop. He's excellent defensively. And then I can have Jorge Polanco potentially play second. Luis Arise maybe play some third base mm-hmm. for me. Um, and I'm not I'm not losing anything offensively by moving Arise to third base because I, I still get power from Jorge Polanco and from yep. Francisco Lindor up the middle. Uh, I just that uh, Francisco Lindor to me, but not but then you're gonna have to pay the AL Central tax on that trade too. Yeah, like you're whatever. Well, there's a yeah, but for every single one of these players yeah. that we could go through. I mean, whatever like a National League team would pay in terms of prospects for Francisco Lindor, 
you'd have to throw on one more really good prospect onto that heap to get Francisco. That's right. So, we yeah, we could go through every single one of these guys and give a yeah but, and, and maybe we will. The one I'll start with on Arenado, um, our friend Matthew Trueblood of Baseball Prospectus pointed this out to me, that we talk about it being like a player opt-out. It's like, here's his contract, seven mil, or seven years, $260 million, and there's an opt-out. He put it in a different way. It made me think about it in a different way. He said, call it a two-year, $70 million deal with a five-year player option. Yeah. So it's like if he's awesome and if he's great and he's going to go get more than what's left on that contract in free agency, he'll do it. He'll get out of here. He'll go get more. If he's not awesome over the next year, whatever, something happens, he falls off, he's not Arenado in all caps, he opts into that, and now you've by definition, you're paying somebody probably more than you want to be paying. Yeah. That he's not that superstar. The yeah, but with Lindor, and I don't know this for sure. It's not, you know, Derek Falvey didn't uh, call up the show and, and whisper this off the mic. I think that the Indians are one of the teams in Major League Baseball that doesn't like division trades. I've made fun of that in the past, and I think it's bunk, like that the Twins should be in the conversation for teams that could trade for Trevor Bauer because – this division thing is something that we sort of made up. We just decided, like, oh, you don't trade in the division. And then we all started whispering it to each other, like, oh, you don't trade in the division. Yeah. Why? Isn't your goal to win the trade and get more value back than you give out and make it fit your window better? If one of the teams that helps you do that is in your division, you should do it. The you twins should be the, excited to take their prospects. Yeah, I mean, the Twins have been involved in a ton of division trades. I'm not talking about a Lindor-level blockbuster. Yeah, totally. But, but they, you can, they, they've been in... Any number of divisions. I mean, they traded Francisco Lindor within, or uh, Francisco Liriano within the division yeah, about right. uh, eight years ago or whatever. I it was. just have reason to believe, uh, or have been led to believe, that the Indians wouldn't be willing to do that. So they trade Kluber to Texas. Some people, I, actually, I'm, I didn't see too too much of this, but some people upset that the Twins aren't in a for a potential trade like that when all you have to give up is a Delano de Shields and a uh, reliever, Classe or whatever. I can't remember fireballing relief pitcher but like yeah. what's what's that price not that high right i think that the indians are one of the teams that are just like nah sorry lindor's either going to the dodgers or he's staying with the indians for two more years he's not coming back to the al central yeah, yeah. so real quick uh so do you believe i mean the, the the twins last shot across the bow to josh donaldson's camp through the media uh, through, I believe, through the athletic was, hey, I mean, we're just going to have to start exploring big trades now, right? I mean, that's yeah. if you're not going to. Braves did the same thing, and Nationals did the same thing. Someone in each market wrote, well, hey, here's their their other plan now that Donaldson didn't work out. Yeah, but do you do you think the Twins? How willing do you think the Twins are to give up the prospects needed, whether it's for a position player or whether it's you know this winter or later on at the trade deadline for a pitcher? You know what? What? How would you sort of uh, evaluate their stomach for a, a trade like this? I, th- I think they're going to have to. I think the Twins have an iron stomach for giving up non-elite prospects. <laughs> well, don't we all? That's right. Like, <laughs> but if you want them to get in on some of these trades where you're talking about Alex Kirilov's name or Royce Lewis's name, for example, I think they're going to need some Pepto Bismol. Um, and I think that based on some public comments from Thad Levine, like some month ago on Twins Radio Network, posted a piece about this on ScoreNorth.com. So I'm glad you asked, and I got a, a chance to plug this piece. Wow, look at you! ScoreNorth mobile app, anywhere you find Twins stories. I think it's on Twitter. 
or you can find it on my Twitter at Derek Wetmore. I just had to get one more plug in there for you, Phil. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Thad Levine said, I think that when you're presented with deals that appear fair, you've got to contemplate them. I'm quoting from the Twins Radio Network interview here, by the way. He says, quote, the tact that we have taken so far, and you never say never, is that we view some of our players as we want them to succeed or fail in a Minnesota Twins jersey. Thad continued later, I would commit to the fans, we're going to always evaluate every trade, but there are a handful of players who I think we really, really, truly want to see achieve their best with the Minnesota Twins. He didn't say specific names, but I bet you Kirilov's one of them. I bet you Royce Lewis is one of them. I don't know how much further the list goes beyond that or if it goes beyond that. But as people dream about trades for star pitchers and bringing back an ace that will bump down Odorizzi and Jose Brios in the starting rotation, I just don't think, whether you agree with their position or not, I don't think that we can expect that the Twins are going to trade one of those top two guys in one of these even blockbuster moves. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that, to me, is why, to bring this conversation full circle— Winning the Josh Donaldson sweepstakes is almost imperative. If I, st- I still think they're a couple players away from really being on that Astros-Yankees level that we've seen the last couple years. And Josh Donaldson would be one of those pieces. If you don't get him, pieces are still very much available. It's, it's up to you. You can go grab those two pieces, a pitcher, position player, whatever. Yeah. But it's harder to get those pieces if you're not willing to give up an Alex Kirilov. Right. I totally agree with you. That's where they're at. And when you say winning the Donaldson sweepstakes, I think some people are taking that a step further, and I don't disagree with the idea. You might have to lose the Donaldson, like lose the contract to ensure that you get the player in your fold. They have, and I know this means a lot to them, they have my blessing anyways (laughs) to lose that contract if it makes the Twins – a lot better in the next two years. I don't give a rip about Josh Donaldson's age 38 <laughs> season if it helps them the next two years. All right. So we just solved their problems. All you have to do is spend another $20 million or just or go 27. trade everyone for Nolan Arenado or Francisco Lindor, and the Twins are going to win the World Series next year. Maybe. And by the way, I know there's probably people screaming, you guys just did like, what, 20 or 30 minutes and didn't mention pitching at all? There's plenty of conversation for that, but – whether it's Donaldson, Arenado, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to trade for any of these guys. To be totally honest with sure. you, but like those guys, no, they don't pitch, but those guys save runs yes. defensively compared to Miguel Sano. In fact, I'm glad you brought up pitching. I'll plug something on our website as part of my final two asks here on this show. Uh, ask number one: I did just write a column about the pitching score north, and the score north app is where you can find that. I don't think we should be thinking about this in terms of a traditional starting rotation. Oh, who's the Twins' number four starter? In fact, I think they should steal some notes from what the Rays did last year in 2019, get a little bit more flexible with their pitching staff and lean on a strength that they uh, probably underused in 2019. So you can find that story on either my Twitter, at Derek Wetmore, or at Score North. And the second and final ask, and I'll leave you guys with this, Rather than asking you for a rating or a review on whatever your favorite podcast platform is, please, if you like the show, do us a favor and share it with one friend. Spring training's right around the corner. Twin season not long after that. It might be the winter doldrums in Minnesota, but uh, 
Despite the hot stove season being well in our rearview mirror, we are getting ready to ramp up, and we're making plans for our Twins coverage in 2020. So if you could do me a favor, do Phil a favor, do our buddy Glenn Perkins a favor, share the show with one of your friends who likes the Twins. We'd greatly appreciate it. So for Phil Mackey and Chris Bryant and Francisco Lindor and Mookie Betts and Nolan Arenado, I'm Derek Wetmore. We'll talk to you guys next time. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.